Good morning, good morning, Marie-Pierre, don't laugh. It's one of those mornings. Forgot to charge my phone. My earphones aren't working. Hey, what, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Good morning, Matthew. Good to see you on Podbeam. I'm looking at my Zoom friends. I hope your Podbeams are open so it gives us the little extra brownie points. Don't forget at the bottom in 300 seconds, we can hit the hearts. Where's Virginie from France today? I can't figure out. Lise, write to her. Where is she? Tell her Maria's looking for her. I'm going to make her a poster. Or I'm going to put it on the milk carton. Looking for Virginie. Anybody see her? Okay, seen her? Seen her? Welcome, everyone, to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. Once again, if it's your very first time joining us on Thursday and Friday, Thursday and Friday is the book, Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Did I tell you I love this book? I love, 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 love this book. And uh, Monique. My director and Dorothy, that's with me here on Zoom, my directors. Uh, tonight, it's all about, you know, win or no deal. Okay, win, win or no deal. Okay, so we're going to be talking about this. So what, what is the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? The first three habits talks about us working in our, working in the inside. You know, you, you can't fix the fruits on a tree if you don't fix the roots. The roots is the inside of us. It's impossible to get better fruits or better results from life if um, the, the roots aren't solid. So Stephen Covey brought us in habits one, two, and three to work our values, uh, to work on our principles, um, to work on our virtues, to work on our character. And now he's, he's bringing us to the public victories, which are habits four, five, and six. Today, we have begun second part of habit number four, win-win. So win-win sees life as a cooperative arena, not a competitive one. Myself, 38 years in multi-level marketing business, one of my keys to survival in this business is working together with my sales force and not, I am the business leader, you are the salesperson, I tell you what to do. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. The success is in working as one with one goal, which is win-win. So win-win is a frame of mind and heart that consistently seeks a mutual benefit for all humans participating. So in my family, uh, I'll talk to you about a few examples as a family, how it's a win-win or no deal. Uh, in my business, is the same thing. So yesterday, for those that were in there yesterday, we talked about the six paradigms of human interaction. 
We covered the first three. So if you weren't there yesterday, you can Google it. You can learn on it. It takes you literally five minutes and you're on board with the second segment of the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. We covered win-win. We covered win-lose. We covered lose-win. Today, we're going to begin with lose-lose. For the explanation, it's going to be Marie-Pierre. So Marie-Pierre, you go in with the, with the explanation. I'll go in with the examples. Yes, thank you, Maria. So just before I start, I want to make sure that everyone shared the podcast this morning. So if you haven't shared yet, you have the time to do it now. So make sure if you are on Podbean, it gives you heart. And if you are on Facebook, it helps us to be more visible on that platform to grow our community that always level up. So thank you for sharing. So thank you for the one who already shared. And if you did it, thank you for sharing now. So let's go in the subject of today. So the first paradigm that we will cover uh, this morning is lose-lose. So lose-lose is when no one wins. So both parties lose and both end up with a very hard feeling. So lose-lose is the philosophy of highly dependent people and result from the encounter of two win-lose individuals. So this approach does not serve to advance positive team dynamics and is very unhealthy for all parties involved. So lose-lose, we always see it as a downward spiral. So a person with a lose-lose attitude will act as if he goes down, he wants someone else coming down with him. So this generally happens when two people with a win-lose attitude come together Two people strongly will to win are going to end up losing. So having a lose-lose attitude can create a social problem. When we have the two people with the win-lose paradigm get in, in a stand-up, their attitude can develop uh, devolve into a vin- vindictive lose-lose mentality, meaning that you want the other person to lose so badly that you are willing to take a hit as well. So the lose-lose is the result of getting so focused on the demise of your enemy that you become blind to everything else, including your own well-being. You may also develop the lose-lose paradigm if you are very dependent and you have no sense of personal direction. So you think that if you're unhappy, then others should be. So that's the the definition of the lose-lose paradigm. But to uh, really understand, Maria will tell us some story, some example, to really understand it. I, I was listening to you right now, and it's it's like a war philosophy, eh? The, the, the mentality of lose-lose is a war philosophy. My way or the highway, but in the end, we all lose. So here's a few examples. Let's take a divorce. Anybody on, on, on my Zoom been divorced? Anybody? Yeah? Did you have a good divorce? Was it a good divorce? Yeah, you guys, so-so? Okay. Let, let me talk to you about a typical divorce that usually happens in the Italian community, Okay. When the man has got a shitload of money, excuse my expression, guys, and the woman was a stay-at-home mom because that's what she chose to do to raise their children, okay? Marie-Pierre, this is a real thing. I, I mean, I know people like this. He was so pissed that his wife chose to leave him, okay? Chose to leave him. You know what he did? He would liquidate, because he has to give her half, he would liquidate something at $10,000, for $25. He says, ha you want half? Here's half of $25. What do you think happened here? It's a lose-lose. 
it's a lose-lose. The house, the same thing. That you know, they gave it away just so she wouldn't get the real value, you know, like horrible divorces. This is very typical in the community that we see here around here, especially because she decided to, to dump him. Okay, it's a very vindictive mentality. It's a war mentality. So in the end, she loses, he loses. Uh, something like a prisoner who's condemned, who's condemned. They ask him, do you want to be hanged, shot, or poisoned? Because he has the death penalty. I mean, pretty basic example. It's a lose, lose, or lose, right? In the end, you all die, right? They, they die. Um, one of the examples I took for me as a business leader in my company, having, having been in this business for 38 years, was when the first big change came along. The biggest change we've lived so far was 2006, when we went from warehouse packing to every single Salesforce member entering their own orders and being shipped directly from the, the, the company um, directly and not coming and get the products from us, right? This top director was so mad, M-A-D, like mad, angry. Um, it, was, it was horrible that she disagreed. She, she so disagreed with the new way that she was getting into fights with me, that she couldn't believe why uh, I wasn't telling the company to go back to the way they were doing business before. They're not allowed to do this. She became so bitter, so, so bitter, she ended up quitting. See, she, she thought by quitting, she would be telling my company, ha ha, you've lost me. And she was vindictive towards me. Ha ha, you lost me. But she was right. It was a lose for us because she was the one who recruited Annie Marchand. So if any of you know Annie Marchand, I mean, we are so blessed to have this young lady with us. But she was not recruited by me. She was recruited by this director who should have been making now $2 million a year, but her vindictive war attitude, my way, ended up she lost millions of dollars a year. And of course, we lost as a company because she attracted beautiful people such as Annie Marchand. This is what we call a lose-lose situation. Will you have the maturity? Because it takes, you see, what I see here is immaturity. You know, like a child, if he doesn't get it his way, he throws himself on the floor and it's like, okay, this is basically what happened. So you, she ended up losing. Will you have the maturity to say, I'm being childish right now? I'm looking at my circle of concern. I'm looking at my circle of influence. And Monique, for our Zoom friends, take it. I'm still waiting for my sign. Okay, there you go. Show it. Yeah. I am responsible. Thank you. Unfortunately, she didn't get that. Okay. So th this type of philosophy uh, just destroys both parties in both ways. The next one is win. Okay. Not win-win. Win. So Marie-Pierre, explain it to us. Yes. So that's the win paradigm of interaction. So there's no interaction for this one. So the person <laughs> operating with this paradigm say, I want to win. I don't want you to lose, but getting what you want is your business, not mine. So a win paradigm is very different than win-lose or win-win because it only focuses on your own outcome. If you have a win mentality, you want to get what you want, whether the other person win or lose. 
So the win paradigm is an every uh, an every uh, man for himself mentality. So you're concerned with taking care of yourself, and you expect others to do the same for themselves. So they do not actively seek to ensure that the interests of other party are considered when there is no sense of contest or competition. Yes, win is probably the most common approach in everyday negoci negotiation. So to really understand the win paradigm, let's go with Maria with some example. Yeah, this is really, a, uh, you know what? I see a lot of 16 year olds in this paradigm win. <laughs> okay, so once again, once again, a win mentality thinks in terms of what's in it for me. At the end, Marie-Pierre, that's what it's about. So the examples I came out with here is an office, okay? Who, who works in an office on my Zoom? Who's in the office atmosphere? You go into an office, nobody. Oh, Dorothy, you worked in an office. So there's a, there's a crisis mode. There's something that needs to be taken care of right now. Nobody pitches in for help. There's the mentality of that's your job, it's not mine. That's a little bit what the syndicates have created. When in the 1970s, to protect the employees, we created, is it the syndicates in, in English? The syndicate? Yeah, syndicate. Uh, to protect the employees, it also caused a win mentality. So I was at the hospital for, my God, years and years because there was my mother who passed away to cancer and then my husband had bone marrow transplant and I saw this win mentality happening where everybody is securing themselves and everyone at the hospital is working for themselves but it was created by the syndicate your job is to mop the floor so here's the nurse who's saying hey sweetie excuse me can you go just go get me this she looks at her and she goes that's not my job but here she had the patient, my mom, in her two arms. But that wasn't her job. Does everybody follow me? So sometimes the, the syndicates and the union, thank you. Somebody's understanding my French. The union creates this win mentality where it's not my job. I'm not helping you. Okay. And let me give you another example. Uh, we're here at our office. We do what we call, we used to call GPSs, where we used to uh, work, do, oh my God, 30, 40 recipes in an, in an evening, right? And here you would have dishes like this, like piles of dishes. And some directors would walk right by us and say, good night, everybody. They didn't even offer a helping hand saying, well, wait a second. If I help, then we can all leave at the same time and go to bed. And I love it. Yeah. When she worked at Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons, it was terrible because you're in the sandwiches, but she needs help here in the coffee. Well, that's not my job, right? That's what you call a win mentality. I'm in it for myself. So Annie Marchand, when she started with us at 28 years old, she was like that. And thank God she was a student. So I took her on the side and I said, Annie, remember what you put into your business, you will pull out. This was in her younger years with us. I said, until you don't understand that we have to win-win together, okay? Last night, you left while we had piles of dishes. The day will come where you're going to have piles of dishes, and you're going to want for people not to say goodnight and help you out so we can all leave the building together. 
And Annie was an amazing student. And today, if there's somebody in my organization that's part of what I call my top 10% of helpers, she's right in there. So her success today is because she adapted a win-win mentality and not this union mentality based where it's not my job. It's not my job. Everybody get me? I'm, I'm always looking at Dorothy or Monique. Is it, you think everybody's getting it? Okay, good, good. And the third example I, 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 I really thought I would share with you is the mentality of I'm having you over for supper. Okay. Now, you're winning because you don't have to make supper. You don't have to bring anything. Like in, in, in my in my home, if I invite you for supper, you're not going to bring anything. Like everything is going to be there, going from the entrees to the main dish to the desserts. And don't you dare walk in with anything besides maybe flowers, right? Or chocolates. That would be nice too, just in case you know. don't bring me wine. I don't drink. Okay. So I'm preparing the, 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 <laughs> the platform when I'm going to start receiving. Okay. Supper is over and, and they leave. Nobody helps to, you know, with the dishes. Nobody helps with anything. It's not a win-win. It's a win for you. But me, the host that is receiving you, I'm, I'm stuck with all of this. And I've seen this happen because in my family, I invite my family over. There's always that one or two sisters or sister-in-laws that just sit on the sofa and don't even attempt to pretend you need a hand. Anybody follow me? It's, it's as if they don't see. I, like I'm saying, doesn't she see? We're like this. My sister-in-law, Fatma, would never leave me if the house is not completely picked up. My sister, the same thing. So these are people like win. They win. You invited them over. They didn't have to bring anything. They, they sat on their butt all night long. And never gave a helping hand. Every man is just doing what's convenient for them. So definitely a win mentality. You can never grow and be part of this community that's going to be living their dream life by being, being financially free. Because remember, what you give out, you're going to get back. You want people to, to work with you, you need to work with them. Okay. People reproduce what they see. So I'm especially talking to my directors right now. You have to have a servanthood mentality. And then there's my favorite. I, Stephen Covey calls it win-win or no deal. This is where we always want to be at. So Marie-Pierre, take it away. Yeah, so that's the last one of the paradigm of uh, human interaction, the win-win or no deal. So win-win or no deal mindset actively seeks the interest of all parties, including theirs. So win-win or no deal is the, care, the case where if a mutual, mutually beneficial situation can be reached, then both parties agree to disagree and both walk away with no hard feelings. This is typically realistic option in the at the beginning of a relationship or an enterprise. So sometimes a win-win resolution is impossible and it's better for the relationship if you walk away from a ne negotiation altogether. If it's clear that the two parties aren't going to see eye to eye or they have entirely different goals and expectations, it can save a lot of tension and problem in the relationship to uh, forgo a deal and keep the relationship healthy and option open to collaborate on something else down the road. This is where the win-win or no deal paradigm comes in. In this framework, you're determined to find a solution 
that benefits both parties. And if that's impossible, you're at peace with walking away with uh, from the deal, knowing that your goals and values don't align in this situation. Of course, there are some relationships where no deal is not viable. You wouldn't abandon your child or your spouse and go for no deal. It will be better in that case, if necessary, to go for compromise, a low form of win-win. But in many cases, it is possible to go into negotiation with a full win-win or no deal attitude. And the freedom in the attitude of win-win or no deal is incredible. So really, you have the best communication and you keep the relationship healthy. So that's the description for the win-win or no deal. But to really understand, we go with Maria. <laughs> Thank you. There's a few comments I want you to read. Read the one of Kendra and the one of Anna, please, uh, Marie-Pierre. Okay. So Kendra writes, I always ask if there is something I can help with before I leave. Absolutely. And Anna, yes, and that should be how it is. Yeah. And, and Kendra, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it one step further because you're young, right? So I'm going to allow myself to be a mother now. I, I would say this to my kids. You don't ask if I need help. If you see me doing something, I'm washing dishes, grab a rag and dry them because I'm polite. So I'm going to answer you. No, no, it's okay. Okay, we call this discernment. You're the capacity to look at a scenario and say, oh, I can be useful here. So don't ask. Use your eyes. And if you see that you can help somewhere, don't ask. Grab a rag and start drying dishes. Grab a broom, start brooming the floor. Does that make sense, guys? Okay, because I will always tell you no thank you if you ask me because I'm polite also and you're my guest. So the polite thing to do, Dorothy, if you ask me, can I help you? My politeness will say, no, no, Dorothy, thank you. It's okay. Now, I know some of you might be saying, well, that's hypocritical. It's not hypocritical. It's called knowing how to live. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, it's, 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 it's good manners, you know. So discernment says to you, you have two eyes, yeah? Okay, use them. What, what can you see? What can you feel? What can you do to help? Don't ask, just do it. Just do it. Okay, I'm gonna stop. Okay, so here's a few examples now in the win-win or no deal. Okay, Friday meeting, meeting preparation. Right after the podcast, we're going to prepare the meeting for next Thursday and Friday uh, meetings, right? So our group of six, we get together. And this is very typical last week. We couldn't agree on the training that should have been happening tonight and, and tomorrow night, no, tonight and yesterday night or Friday. Yeah, whatever. So this is how it works if we, you, you are in my company. So if all six of us can't agree on the training, we change training. Because my mentality is this. If we can't all agree, it's because the training is wrong. It's not you are wrong, and it's not I am wrong, but the training is wrong. And it was very typical for last night's training and tonight's training, which is always a mirror in French and in English, because last week when we prepared our meeting, we couldn't agree on the training. And people will have a tendency, Marie-Pierre, to want to win. 
because, you know, they want to prove that my training was the best. No, if not all six participants on Friday morning can't agree on the same training, it's not Kendra that's wrong and I'm right. And it's not that I'm wrong and you're right. The training's wrong. Change the training. Okay, that's how it's done. Win-win or no deal. And then we came up with the training you're going to be receiving tonight. And tonight, Dorothy, Kendra, Monique, you're going to let me know what you think. Okay? You, I'm telling you. You're going to go, whoa! Okay. Another example. Okay, we're a family of five, and everybody's ambitious in my family. You have to understand that in my family, everybody is go, go, go. Okay? So when it comes to a choice of a movie on a Saturday night, sometimes we don't agree. So it's not, well, tough, we're going to listen to this. No, we don't watch a movie. We're going to do a board game instead. Okay. And if they don't like that board game, then something that always works in my family is playing cards. But that's what we call a win-win or no deal. So at the end of the evening, everybody's happy to be together. Maybe that's why I'm still stuck with my kids at 26, 28, and 30. Maybe I mastered this one too much. Oh, maybe Saturday nights I'm going to begin to say my way or the highway. I don't know. I'm just joking, guys. <laughs> Marie-Pierre, ha-ha! <laughs> okay, uh, let me give you here another example. Monique is selling her house. Okay, Monique needs to sell it at $100,000 because at $100,000, it covers the mortgage payment she still has on that house and it gives her an extra $30,000, uh, you know, whatever uh, of money that she will need to renovate the new home she's, she's purchasing. The buyer goes in and wants to lower the price by 5000 you know, 10000 whatever. What does Monique do? If she's a lose-win mentality, she's going to let that house go for under $10,000. But then she loses because she's going to have to borrow from the bank an extra $10,000. You know, you need to stick to the win-win or no deal. So if the, if the buyer is not giving you your just price that you need, providing your price is just, okay, then you have to be able to say, don't fear to lose. Just say, thank you for the offer, but I'm going to have to walk away. It has to be a win-win or no deal. How many people gave their homes away when they could have sold them for an extra five, ten, dollars or $15,000? It's a lot of money. And one of the last, last examples I have to give, and for those listening on the podcast today that are not in my multi-level marketing business, uh, I think it will apply to you too, but it's specifically directed to my multi-level marketing friends, okay, that work with me. You, you're doing auctions right now on your private groups and you're doing sales. They call them the five, 10, $15 sales and you're doing live inventory. One of the things that upsets me, like I said yesterday, is when I saw a power shift being sold at $8. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. You need to value you, yourself, your product, your money a lot more. Do you understand, guys? You cannot do that. It has to be a win-win or no deal. You're putting something on marketplace. They call you. They, they want to negotiate. No, 
It's win-win or no deal. You must make your 25% after all costs. Do never let it go without your just profit because otherwise, what are you doing here? Besides making the mother office making a lot of money, what are we doing? So I, I'm going to love tonight's training. I can't wait for you guys to listen to the training tonight for those that are in my multi-level marketing business. It has to be a win-win. So this weekend, what I need you to do before we continue next Thursday and Friday. I want you to reflect on your actions in the last 30 days and ask yourself, was it a win-win situation? Was it a win-lose situation? Did I behave in a lose-win situation? Did I behave lose-lose? Did I behave in win or did I behave in a win-win or no deal? I want you to, to, to at least look at three unique situations you went through in the last 30 days and ask yourself, where were you at the moment you did what you did? Because when you understand where you're coming from, now together we can work on going always in a win-win or no deal situation. Does that make sense, guys? I love you so much that I want you to level up. I want you to give yourself value. I don't want yourself, I don't want you depreciating yourself because if you don't value you, Nobody will. It's like the woman that says, oh, my husband doesn't consider me. He doesn't have to consider you if you consider yourself. He doesn't have to take care of you if you take care of yourself. He doesn't see I'm tired. Then sleep. Sleep. Do less. Have less stuff in the house so you have less cleaning to do. I don't know. But I need you to love yourself enough so you can live your dream life, all right? Thank you guys for joining us. God willing, we'll see each other tonight or next week. Bye-bye, everyone. Ciao.